The words of Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Father, this evening as we come into your presence, we pray, Lord, that as we celebrate this season of Advent, we are reminded that indeed you are the Lord of light, and that you have come into this dark world to shine. And so, Father, as we open our hearts to your word, may your words open to our hearts that we may understand what this truth means for us. And may we continue to shine for you, shining brightly in this dark world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, the story was told of a young soldier who was traveling together with his commanding officer aboard a train. And it so happened that the only two seats available were across that from an attractive young lady who was traveling with her grandmother. Now, as they both took their seats, it soon became very clear that the young soldier apparently had eyes for the, for the, uh, the, for the young girl, you know. And as they were continuing along the journey, suddenly the train went into darkness because they entered into a tunnel, and there was complete darkness in the cabin. Immediately what followed were two sounds. The first was the smack of a kiss, and that was followed by a slap across someone's face. At that very moment, the grandmother thought, I can't believe the nerve of this young soldier kissing my granddaughter, but I'm glad she gave him the slap he deserved. The commanding officer lamented, I don't blame the boy for kissing the girl. After all, she is attractive. But why must she miss him and slap me instead? In the young girl's mind, she said to herself, I'm glad. He kissed me, but I wish Grandma hasn't slapped him for doing so. Well, as the train finally broke into the sunlight, a broad smile could be seen in the face of the, of, of the young soldier. You know why? You see, he managed to kiss the pretty girl, slap his commanding officer, and got away with both of these acts. So what does the story clearly tell us? This story tells us that it's indeed easy to get away with doing anything in the dark. No wonder we find so many people love the dark. No wonder we find Jesus echoing these words from John 3 verse 19, where he says, the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. But today, on this first Sunday of Advent, and signified by the lighting of the Advent candle, we are strongly reminded from the words in Isaiah 60 that the light has come. That the light has come. And because the light is here, you and I as disciples of Christ, we are to be like a candle burning, shining brightly in a dark place. That as Christians... We are to cast off the works of darkness. And the challenge, therefore, for you and I is that we are to bear witness to this light that God has given to us in this world of darkness. 
But what does it mean then to be a witness? Well, basically, a witness is someone who tells the truth. A witness is someone who testifies to a true event or incident to which he or she has seen or heard. However, if that person is not present at the scene, then what was claimed to be seen or heard is considered invalid or void. Why? Because she's not, he or she is not considered as a witness. So for instance, if you were to go back after church today, you know, you see an accident, you report it to the police. You report it because you are a witness. You saw it. Someone else cannot report it because that person is not a witness. And the gospel is good news. The gospel is good news about a man named Jesus where there were many witnesses who testified about him and what he has done. And all these witnesses knew him. They seen him, they heard him speak, and some even had the opportunity to get up close and personally touch him. And as a result, upon his resurrection, they faithfully, this witness faithfully proclaimed to everyone that they met that Jesus is the true light that shines in the darkness. Now, when you stop to think about this, if it weren't for these daring witnesses who willingly shared the truth, the point is you and I wouldn't be sitting right here in this place today. Isn't it true? It is because of these brave men and women who fearlessly, in the midst of persecution, they were willing to bear witness to the light that you and I are now part of God's kingdom. We are where we are right now simply because someone somewhere, sometime long ago, had been a witness to us about this light. And the gospel reading that we read just a while ago points to one such witness. John chapter 1 verse 6 tells us that this man's name was John. But we know him better as John the Baptist. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Verse 7 further records that his purpose was to bear a witness about this light. And who is this light? The light here is the reference to none other than Jesus himself. And so the first reason as to why John the Baptist is to, is to bore witness to the light was because we find that he was sent. And note that John was not sent by any man, but John was sent by God himself. And what makes this even amazing is that of all the people available for God to call upon and use, God decided to use this man, John. You know, we come across stories in the Bible of how God appointed ordinary, normal, common folks in achieving His purposes. You know, we hear stories of how He used men like Abraham, Samson, David, Peter, etc. All these names come to our mind. And these are individuals that you and I can associate with. Yes, they may make the odd mistake here and there, which we ourselves are guilty of. But the key thing here is that these, these are ordinary folks just like you and I. But to choose John the Baptist, 
No disrespect to God. But I am astounded. Why did God chose John? Was God out of his mind? Does God know who is speaking for such an important task for bearing his son's witness? No one in the right frame of mind would ever consider this man. You just need to look at his lifestyle and you understand the apprehension. Here was a man who rather lived in the wilderness instead of a nice cozy house as his home. In fact, we read in Matthew's version that we are told that he wore clothes made of camel's hair and yet the leather belt around his waist. You know, if you can't imagine this, just imagine the contestant in the TV series Survivor and you know what I mean. And not only that, consider his diet. The Bible tells us in Matthew 3 verse 4 that his diet consists of only locusts and wild honey. In fact, just by looking at him alone, many of us would just pass him off as a weirdo, you know, or maybe a crazy guy that we need to avoid. But yet, amazingly, we read in the gospel passage that God chose this strange character to do his bidding. But isn't this a marvelous thought? Isn't this a wonderful thought? That in the eyes of God, there is no one unworthy that he cannot use. All of us, be it ordinary or not, we all have a role, big or small, in God's great scheme of work. We all have a role to be a witness for him. And I want to pause here and, and remind you, a couple of, uh, maybe not a couple, maybe a, a, a just last month or so, those of you who were here, if you recall, I shared with you how my son, my special needs son, Gerald, brought my mother-in-law to Christ. And this clearly tells us that God can use anyone for his purpose. Gerald, like John the Baptist, bore witness to the light because why? God chose and sent him. Moving on, we see that John was sent to do what? John was sent to bear witness to the light. And where was he sent? As mentioned earlier, the world is in darkness. And so we find that John was sent by God to bear witness to the light to this dark world. And the reason why the world is in darkness is simply because it is under the control of Satan. Look with me to verse 10. Jesus confirms this when he says the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Why? Because the devil is the power of darkness. And it is his business to ensure that the people in this world remain in the dark by making them confused and lost. And for one to be lost means not knowing the right way. And I truly believe that we all have one time or another experienced what it is like to be lost, isn't it? Well, I let you in on a secret. I have my fair share of experience of being lost in my life. Let me just relate three examples. You know, when I was a small boy, about maybe six, eight years old, I was lost along Clifford Pier. What happened was this. My auntie brought me, you know, we brought me out, uh, uh, brought me out, and then as we were traveling in the bus, you know, 
being Swaku, I, I never been to Clifford Pier area. You know, oh, I saw this high-rise building. I was so awed by it, looking out at the window. I didn't hear my auntie calling me to come down from the bus. And the next thing I knew when I turned to tell her, auntie, what is this building? She was not there. And so I came down from the bus, lost, crying all alone. I was lost. I would still be lost if not for some kind soul who found me and brought me to the police station. So I was lost at a very young age. And then moving on to teenager, I was lost again. Like all men, teenage boys, 18 years old, you go to NS, you get lost. You get lost in the jungle. So second time, I got lost. And then as I grew older as an adult, I got lost again. This time, I was dating Cassandra, you know, got lost because she was staying in Tampanese, you know. And, uh, you know, if, if, you've been, if you don't stay in housing estate, you will know what I mean. Every, every corner you turn looks the same, isn't it? Because all the high-rise buildings look the same. And at the time, Tampanese was a new estate. So, you know, I was lost. So, you see, we all have lost, been lost before. And in all of this incident, you find that the feeling of being lost is not a nice feeling at all. It's not pleasant. It causes fear. It causes frustration. It causes anxiety. And you find that the people in John's time were considered lost and they were living in darkness because their eyes were blinded by the dark and they were not able to comprehend the truth. So what is needed? What is needed? For the lost to be found in the dark, what is needed is a light. A light is required to enlighten everyone. A light is needed to show them the right of way. Take the example of the wise men from the East. You know, they would have been lost if not for the light from the star that God sent to guide them to Bethlehem. Remember that these wise men, they were not locusts. They were foreigners in the new territory and thus were unfamiliar with the root. And so similarly, those in the dark need the light to show them the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what John the Baptist did. John was a witness to the light to a world in darkness. Third reason why we ought to be shining for God is because the light has come. We read here that John bore witness to the light because firstly, he was sent. Secondly, the world's in darkness. And finally, we are told that John bore witness to the light because the light has come. In verse 19, when the Jews questioned John regarding his identity, thinking that perhaps he was the appointed Messiah, John openly confessed that he was not. Instead, he pointed out that he was merely the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. Verse 23. In other words, we find that John was pointing to those in the dark the way of truth. He was sent as a witness to tell others that those in the dark, that the true light, that Jesus has come, that Jesus is here. And this true light brings good news of life. And life here refers to eternal life. It refers 
to salvation. And as you have heard Charlotte reading in Isaiah 61, this true light is also about good news, which brings about joy. There's joy. Why? Because there's healing. Those who are brokenhearted will be healed. There's freedom. There's liberty. Because we are now set free from Satan's bondage of sin. And there's comfort for those who mourn. So you see, John bore witness to the light because the light has come. In contrast then, what does this mean for us? If we are to take the cue from John the Baptist, then it simply means that you and I, we too must bear witness to this light. You see, just as God sent John, we are also sent by the Father. In the words of Jesus in the Great Commission, before He ascended up into heaven, He commanded His disciples, He commanded you and I, that we are to go and make disciples. And to be sure, this word go is the same equivalent as the word sent. But the question for us is this, are we willing to be sent? Are we willing to go? There's this old Sunday school song that um, those of us, if you are in Sunday school before, you probably know of the song which reminds us of this calling to go and make disciples. Remember the song? You know the song? Yeah? All right. The older ones probably know. Jesus wants me for a sunbeam to shine for him each day. In every way, try to please him at home, at school, maybe for some of us at work and at play. A sunbeam, a sunbeam. Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. A sunbeam, a sunbeam. I'll be a sunbeam for him. Are we willing to be a sunbeam for Him? We are expected to shine as witnesses for Him wherever He places us, at our home, at our school, at our work, and at play. And secondly, we find that just as John was sent as a witness to be a light in a dark and gloomy world, we are also sent, likewise, into our own world. And church, don't miss this. I want you to realize that this same world is the same dark world as that of John's. The only difference is that this world of ours is getting from bad to worse. Morals are being compromised. Values are being distorted. People nowadays are not able to distinguish between right from wrong. There's lawlessness. The breakdown of marriages and families are on the rise. Divorce cases is something that is even practiced among Christians, unfortunately. But here's the thing. Are we willing to get involved and engage with the darkness? Another Sunday school song. And this is another song that reminds us that we need to do so. Know this one? Jesus bids us shine with a clear, pure light. Like a little candle burning in the night. In this world of darkness, we must shine. You in your small corner and I in mine. As disciples of Jesus, 
we are to continue to shine for Christ in this dark world. And finally, we learn that just as John bore witness to the light because the light has come, we are to do likewise because for us, the light is coming again. You see, this same light that John testified some 2,000 years ago is the same light that we are to testify to this dark world today. Jesus will come again once more to bring life, joy, hope, freedom, and comfort. The season of Advent is the time where we prepare ourselves for His second coming. But are we? How can we prepare ourselves? You know, Jesus declared the words in John 8, 12 about Himself. He says what? That I am the light of the world. He also declared in Matthew 5, 14 that you are the light of the world. And that is why in our liturgy, in our practice, we have two candles always being lighted at the altar. And these two candles is to remind us firstly, one of the candles is to remind us that as you come to worship in the, in, in the sanctuary, is to remind us, one candle is to remind us that Jesus is the light of the world. The second candle is to remind us that we also are light of the world. And so today, on this first Sunday of Advent, as we remember the ministry of John the Baptist, who was sent by God into this dark and hopeless world to point people to the true light, that this too is also our ministry. That this too is what we are called to do. To shine for Jesus, to bear witness to the light. But you may say, but you know, Pastor, how can we do that? We were not there. Granted that we may not be there at the first resurrection. Granted that we may not be witnesses to the event. But listen, we still have the Bible, don't we? We have the Bible which reveals the truth and not to mention our own personal experience of who Jesus is. And this is enough for us to go into this dark world and to shine for Jesus. The true message we need to bring to the world is that people are in darkness and they are in need of the light. So how can we be a witness then in this Christmas season? Let me end with just a couple of simple suggestions. Firstly, invite them. Invite them to our Christmas outreach on the 23rd of December. Let the carols and the drama, the message speaks to them. Let them, share with them, show them that they are in darkness, that they need the light. Or what you can also do is, when you, if perhaps this year you're having a Christmas party, let me just suggest you do it with a difference. Don't just let it be the usual get-together. Instead, why don't you gather family members or friends who are not a believer? Then as they gather for this party, take the opportunity to share with them the reason for the season by explaining to them the real reason why we celebrate Christmas. So may we find the opportunity to be challenged to be God's light brigade during this Christmas period and be a witness to the light. I leave you with one more familiar Sunday school song which sums up the message today. This little light of mine 
I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. So may we, as we listen to the message today, know that Jesus is the light to come in this dark world. You and I are called to bear witness to this light, to tell others that they are lost and they need to see the light. Let's stand as we invite the worship team to come back up. As we're going to sing our response song, let's truly declare, this is another old favorite song, not a Sunday school song, but let's declare openly that the light of Jesus will shine. Let's declare that we will shine, that Jesus will come to shine in this dark world and that we are also called to shine for Him.